Here's the question. How are you, a high-octane achiever, suddenly feeling anxious, overwhelmed, exhausted, or just playing off your game? These are signs of burnout, my friend, and it's not too late to turn it around. I got one mission to help you get your mojo back. Welcome to the Burnout to Breakthrough podcast. My name is Dr. Eric Shoemake, and today's episode is what your anxiety is trying to tell you. What do you mean, Dr. Eric? My anxiety is trying to tell me something? I thought this was something that I just wanted to go away. Nope, your anxiety is trying to get your attention. It's trying to tell you something. And if you listen to what I'm going to tell you in the next few minutes, then you can start to not only decrease your anxiety, but use it to catapult you forward uh, into a much better future. So I want to describe a couple different faces of anxiety because anxiety is definitely one of the hallmarks. If you listen to the last episode, which was the, uh, the your, your five signs that you're burning out, if you listen to those, anxiety is one of those five. So I'm going to describe a few different faces of anxiety, so maybe you'll, you'll relate to some of these and start to get an understanding of what you can do moving forward. So I'm going to start, I'm going to give you a couple different examples. Uh, one is me. I'll start with myself first. Um, my anxiety when I was dealing with the, with the adrenal burnout or, or my, this burnout syndrome that I call it, is I would wake up in the morning feeling very anxious and my anxiety was like dread. So I would just dread getting up in the morning for no good reason. So I was tired. Uh, but it wasn't just tired. I'd wake up at, at six o'clock in the morning going, holy crap, I do not want to get out of bed right now. And it was weird because there was no reason for this. So nothing was going poorly in my life at the time. I, I was doing well in my career. I was doing well with, you know, with the family, a lot of things were going great, but I would wake up just dreading getting out of bed. And it was this faceless dread, like all these little things. Um, I, I like, I didn't even know why I was having this problem, but every little thing would be like, oh man, I can't handle that. I can't handle that. And I would just dread getting out of bed every day and it would crop up throughout the day, but it was mainly me waking up like that. So that's the story I hear from a lot of people. There's another one though that I hear from even more people, which is almost like an anxiety or a panic attack. So I was I was talking to a, a great friend of mine and helping him through this. Uh, it was last summer, and I remember I was at the car wash. I was getting my car washed, and I saw that he was calling on my phone. So I, I picked up the phone, and, and on the other end, I, I think he was actually I think he was in his car after a meeting. But he said, "Hey, dude, doctor, you got to help me out because I don't know what the, what's going on." But I just had, I think, I thought I was having a heart attack in this meeting. So he was having a meeting with a client over lunch, and he thought he was literally having a heart attack. So his heart starts pounding, he starts sweating, and he's not even hearing what the guy's saying across the table, and he's completely frozen up. So he starts to have this panic attack, has to get up, run to the bathroom, you know, excuse himself. And he's like, man, it was hugely embarrassing. Now I'm sitting out in my car, I don't know what to do. And I, and I asked him, like, well, what have you been doing today? And he's like, well, I had a couple, uh, you know, five-hour energies and some, and I, I think he had like a couple Red Bulls. And we were walking through this, and so he's dealing with kind of classic adrenal or, or burnout. And I, I asked him, I said, what did it actually feel like? And he's like, like I said, I felt like my heart was going to explode or I felt like I just my body was shutting down. So it was this panic attack. And a lot of people will tell me they, they, it's almost like a hot flash, like they'll start to sweat uh, more than they used to or, or even if they don't have to like run out of the room, they'll start to freeze up. Like it's like performance anxiety. So if you have a big project coming up or you have, you know, a, something you need to confront or something that you need to do, you just don't perform like you used to, but it could be this full on shutdown. And it's even to the point where it, 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 it like it could be something as simple as driving. 
Like you're driving, I've heard people say they have to pull over the car because they have this panic attack while they're driving or, or like their wife would have to come pick them up uh, because they, they can't handle like the anxiety of driving in the car anymore. And these are things that used to used to be fine with. It would be, you know, working with a client or, you know, going on a sales presentation or, or driving a car. All these things, all, these, all of a sudden these things you used to do, you can't do anymore without this massive anxiety. And there's a reason... Uh, chemically for this. So I want to talk about the physical reason first and then something, something you can do to start paying attention and reversing this. But the, the physical reason for anxiety is, is what's called neurotransmitters. So there's chemicals in your brain, certain ones of those chemicals, uh, they are like a gas pedal for your brain and for your body. So they, so they ramp things up and there's certain neurotransmitters that are like a brake pedal that slow things down in order for you to function properly. You have to use a proper amount of gas pedal and a proper amount of brake pedal. Just like when you drive a car, you have to use both. If you just use the gas pedal, what's going to happen? You're going to get somewhere very quickly, but you're going to run into a fence or a wall. And if you don't ever use anything but the, the brake pedal, then you're never going to get out of the garage. And that's, that's more of a depression side of things. And we'll talk about that in a future episode. But anxiety is when you have too much gas pedal. All right, so there's too much gas pedal stuck on all the time. So your brain won't turn off. You're getting these panic attacks. You're getting, uh, you may be getting panic attacks. You may be getting this dread like I was talking about, and you just can't handle situations the way you used to. It could be a, uh, like a social anxiety, a lot of different things. So if this is happening to you, I want to give you right now uh, three things or, uh, that you can start paying attention to immediately that can start turning this around for you. So here's the mindset shift that I want you to, want you to have. Anxiety is not happening to you. It's happening for you. So your anxiety is not happening to you. It's happening for you. You're not a victim of anxiety. It's happening for you. What I mean by it's happening for you is that if you just listen to it and if you just pay attention to what your body's trying to tell you, it can catapult you forward in a massive way. But your body's trying to tell you something. Anxiety is like these feelings that maybe you've stuffed down for a while or you haven't paid attention to or something in your life isn't working. And your body's trying to get your attention. This isn't sustainable anymore. And if you just listen to it, you can alter your lifestyle. You can alter your thinking. And it will create a better future for you, not just something that you're trying to just manage your anxiety all the time. So here are the couple things that I want you to do. Number one, stop and listen. Stop and listen. Instead of going, man, I just wish this anxiety to go away, and yes, we want it to go away, but stop and listen to what your body's trying to tell you. What is your anxiety trying to tell you? So for me, when I when I had this crash, I stopped and listened, and I got some coaching. So you'll hear this a lot in this, in this podcast. Like I'm a big, I'm I, I'm a huge coaching person because. I, if you figured it out already, I don't want to take five years to figure it out. You can just help me figure it out in, in 90 days, then help me. You know, so I got I got a coach, a coach I had been working with, but I brought this this anxiety and this burnout to him, and he said very simply, like, what's going to happen if you if you can't move forward? Like 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 pay attention to that. Like, what's your body doing if it's if, it, if you think it's shutting down? And for me, it was like I the first way I lived the first 40 years of my life, which is full gas pedal all the time. It created a lot of great things in my life and a lot of things I'm very thankful for, but it also wasn't sustainable. It was something had to change for the next, you know, I was kind of reaching half time of my life, you know, 40 years. And I said, okay, I want the second half of my life to be what we call the dream 2.0, which was not so much pushing, 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 pushing all the time. And it was starting to allowing, that was my word. It was allowing, like, let me allow good things to happen in my life now. Like, let me trust that I've developed these amazing skills and I don't have to push, 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 push all the time. In some future episodes, I'm going to talk about things like slowing down the bullets and becoming a master set of a stressor. Um, so, but the, it really starts with stopping and listening. So stop and listen 
what is your body trying to tell you? Because if you, if you go back and listen to, uh, I think it's episode two where I said it's the five uh, different signs that you're burning out. Anxiety is a big one, but any of those other five signs too, your body's trying to tell you something. So you just listen to what is your body trying to tell you? That's number one. Number two is just be aware of the game that a lot of times that we've bought into this lie, which is we're taught to, especially as men, um, we're taught to ignore and stuff feelings and just move on. Like somehow, uh, after the, uh, after the industrial revolution, like, you know, men were sent away to a factory or to, uh, or to, to war. And it was all about going and doing something. It wasn't, you weren't a human being anymore. You were human doing. It was all about bringing home the bacon. So we've bought into this lie that like, I'll be happy when, and that was a big thing for me that I, I'll be happy when, like I got this crap storm in front of me right now. Let me just deal with all this stuff and ignore everything else that's going on around me and my feelings and all of that. Uh, and I'll just stuff that down and, and, you know, drink another cup of coffee and roll through it. But the problem was I would get to that point where I'm like, okay, now I can relax. And I wouldn't relax because there's another crap storm and that's life. So the lie that you'll be happy when, and you can fill in the blank, I'll be happy when I get that promotion. I'll be happy when these new hires are finally trained. I'll be happy when, um, I, I finally get to go on vacation with my family. I'll be happy when my kids are a little bit older. I'll be happy when I'll be happy when I'll be happy when I'll be happy when I have 2 million bucks in the bank. It could be whatever. And the bottom line is whenever you get that blank filled in, you're just going to want something else. So don't buy into the lie that I'll be happy when you have to start being happy along the journey. And that's something that was a huge thing for me. Instead of pushing, 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 I started saying, okay, let me be happy today rather than when. So that's, that's big. Be aware of the lie that we've bought into a lot of us. And then number three, is this a simple question? I'm going to leave you with this. Where is it in your life that something's not working anymore? Where is it that something is not working anymore? Maybe it's work. Maybe it's sleep. Maybe it's, uh, the way you're parenting your kids. Maybe it's your, the, the way you're having a relationship with your spouse. Maybe it's uh, not going to the gym. Maybe it's going to the gym too much. Like where are things not working anymore? For me, one of the things that wasn't working for me anymore was I was only sleeping five or six hours a night. And I was, so I was always getting up at five o'clock in the morning. And one thing I had to do when I started going through burnout is I said, I have to start sleeping more. So I changed my schedule at work. Like as hard as that was to do, I had to do it. So I started, I used to see people at 7.30. I started doing consultations at 7.30. And I said to my team, I can't see anybody till 9.30. So I gave myself two extra hours of sleep because it was so hard to get out of bed. But I would just lay in bed and heal. I gave myself permission to heal. But I started listening to my body like, okay, where is this no longer tenable? Where am I no longer able to sustain this? And the second question is, what happens if you do totally fry out? Like, what's the cost of not doing something? So if you don't pay attention to your anxiety or your fatigue or whatever, and your body does completely shut down where you can't function at all anymore. And these panic attacks aren't like happening every few months. They're happening every day. What happens then you lose your job. You can't, you know, you lose your body. You can't take care of your family anymore. So what's the cost there? So start paying attention and ask that question. Where in your life is it not working anymore? That's the mindset that's going to move you forward. All right. That's all I got for you today. Hopefully that's going to start helping with this anxiety issue. I got two things for you to ask or two things to ask of you. Number one, if you enjoy the podcast and you get some value from it, please uh, go to iTunes or your favorite, uh, whether it's Google play, Stitcher, whatever, wherever you listen to podcasts, subscribe, uh, rate us five-star rating would be awesome. 
And then number two is share this with somebody else who needs to hear it. So many times you're able to see this happening in other people before they can see this happening in themselves. And we're all in this together, man. That's it's it's, it's not about uh, feeling like you're ashamed or feeling embarrassed about it. If we start talking about this, we can finally turn this around to become the people that we're really put here to be and start doing what we're put here to do. So until next time, here's to turning your burnout into a breakthrough.